This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. How are we doing? Listen, last week, I didn't have an intro. I just like went into the episode and I kind of like that. I want to hear what you guys prefer because listen, when I listen to podcasts, I'm not going to lie to you. Most of the time, I just like skip the intro and I'm just like, give me the good, good. Give me the good stuff. I don't really like need the intro, you know, but I also think it's nice to introduce the guest because sometimes I don't do that when I'm with them. You know what I'm saying? So let me know what you prefer if we don't need these intros and we just want to jump into the convo i can make that happen for you i want to make you happy so just give me some feedback let me know and we will do it so i don't have that many updates for you um i cut my hair i'm very excited about it because you know everybody's like it's still long shut up but like no 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 this is not long for me this is fucking short for me and i have had long ass hair down to my ass for like the past uh i want to say eight years probably more so that's a lot you know what i'm saying that's a lot and my hair was like my thing in a way and it was like it was like my security i don't know like a safety blanket in a way like i just felt safe with my hair you know what i'm saying i don't know so i was like okay i want to change it up i'm change is good man change is good and it was just time for a change and it's been feeling really really nice so if you're sitting there like hey i kind of want a haircut but like i'm kind of scared do it this is your sign go do it you're gonna feel so good hair grows back you'll be fine and change is so fun so that's literally the the only update i have for you i'm sorry i'm drinking a watermelon celsius you know what like someday celsius will notice me someday you know the day is not today but like someday they will because i drink them twice a day you know what i'm saying i feel like you know i don't know i think we should have a deeper relationship than the one that we have even if they just like acknowledged my stories you know the 500 fucking thousand stories that i post about them like even just a double tap would be nice that's that's all that's all i'm asking for okay so let's get into this episode um we have a dating coach on the podcast i'm so excited we have gabby valdez on the podcast okay we had such a beautiful conversation i'm not going to talk about it because i just want you to listen it's so good we get into so much of my my life and like my men and i'm not gonna lie to you i cut out a few things because i was like wow bitch you were feeling um what i said so much And then I was like, okay, listen, I have to like save myself in case any of these men listen to this, which like, if you are listening, turn this shit off. We talked about this. I told you, you were not allowed. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, and so I'm also just going to tell you guys something. M and I are working on something new where we will be able to say all of the things that we want to say. So if you guys think that we've been sharing a lot, you have no fucking idea what we're working on i'm just gonna say that and it's gonna be amazing and it's literally like we're literally going to share our lives because it's going to be behind a wall you'll you'll see you'll see i'm just like telling you right now get ready because we're working on it so excited okay that's it for the intro 
make sure you follow gabby say hi tell her what's up she has a really cool instagram page and i just loved this conversation i want to have her back on so let's go let's get into this episode tag me if you're listening follow the podcast on ig we're on tiktok now things are happening um what else that's it i'm gonna shut up and we're gonna get into this beautiful conversation with gabby Okay, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for this conversation. Selfishly, honestly, so excited for this conversation. Um, Before we get into it, can you tell us a little bit, first of all, hello, introduce yourself and how you became a dating coach. Yeah. So, hey, everyone, and thanks for having me, Lisa. My name is Gabby Valdez, and I am a dating coach for singles looking for love. So, I help singles who date people that ghost, pull away suddenly, change their mind abruptly, or don't want commitment. So they're constantly frustrated. They're dating people that don't want that commitment, but they want to find their person. So like, they're very frustrated about that. And I can 100% relate. So I help them find someone special special to enjoy life with. And I do this by one-on-one coaching, teaching them communication and relationship and intimacy skills so that they can finally find their person. And how, like, how did you come to this? What brought you to this? So there's two parts to this. The first part is from just personal experience. Mm -hmm. I went through a lot of heartbreak and painful, but also like deep connection. So there was that disconnect of, I am connecting with people that I have a great connection with. However, it never seems to work out. Right. So like falling hard, falling relatable. Yeah. Yeah, like things being really intense and then it just not working out after three months to a year. And it was this constant cycle. So lots of heartbreak, lots of trial and error. And I really wanted to find my person. So I was like, something needs to change. Lots of mindset shifts as well Mm -hmm. as, you know, dating differently. So like being more myself, being more authentic versus Mm -hmm. being what everyone wants wanted me to be or what society tells us we should be like play it cool don't care um you know if they're into this hobby like you need to like fully and like be that person for them to get them to like you kind of thing like this game of seduction so just I really changed the way that I dated and I started seeing different results of like oh like once I've cultivated vulnerability I was expressing my needs I was filtering out people that actually didn't want a relationship because if I scared them by having needs or having interests or having an opinion on things, then they actually weren't my person. So it was that mindset shift. Um, And then after dating differently for those six months, I actually found the love of my life. And he is amazing. (laughs) He's a very kind and generous human being. And now I love spending my days um, helping singles find their person because it's such a, it's just such a different type of relationship. Um, yeah. And it starts off completely different. And then in terms of just like training, I have, I got my master's in behavioral psychology and analysis and then my, um, BA in communication. So I have those skills. So like behavior change and communication and it kind of just all blends in beautifully and then I've also been trained under Ken Page who is a psychotherapist and a dating coach so I've been specifically trained on dating and intimacy so cool okay so many questions so excited um 
I so we chatted a little bit before when we were talking about like what we wanted to talk about and we literally had like five million topics but one of the most one of the ones I want to start with is this concept of creating the relationship of your dreams how do we do that I know there's five million things to that but let's kind of break it down because I um, I want to leave everyone including myself um, who's single or maybe not satisfied in their relationship to I want to to leave them feeling more empowered and more more thriving in their dating life rather than surviving in their dating life you know Mm-hmm. I love that thriving versus surviving because I definitely spent a lot of years in either relationships or being single where I was just surviving. So, so there are these two key questions. I actually got these from Ken Page, which will be very helpful to, to, to the audience. So the first is what fills your heart? And the second is actually what hurts your heart the most? And so this is actually a great way where we can start to validate our feelings and our experiences. And oftentimes singles, especially singles that maybe are a little bit more anxious. I certainly was anxiously attached. Me too. Where they try to maybe hide their needs or maybe I shouldn't bring up commitment because it's too early or maybe I shouldn't let them know that I want to spend more quality time because it's too early. So getting really clear on the things that fill your heart. So quality time, physical touch, someone listening to you talk about your passions, like getting really detailed about the things that bring you joy will help you navigate dating with ease and confidence. Same with the things that hurt your heart. So if someone is prioritizing work over getting to know you even in the early stages of dating, or say if someone isn't fully listening to what you're saying or forgets things that you say or keeps pushing back dates, doesn't show up, ghosts, or like, you know, the things that do hurt you, when we start to acknowledge that, that's how we can create standards Mm -hmm. that really align with our values and who we are, as opposed to, again, what society is saying. So then you can actually create the relationship of your dreams on your terms, right? So like, you get really clear on who you are and what you want, and then you can decide like, oh, I'm not going to negotiate on that. Or if, you know, if they're not a good communicator, if they deflect emotions, if they're uncomfortable with vulnerable conversations, they're likely not your person. So getting really clear on you. What do you say to someone? I have this conversation millions of times with my single friends. um, And it's always this concept of like, oh, like, there are no good guys out there or like all these fuck boys or, you know, I don't know, like, where do you find a good man? Like, whatever, right? Like this, and I'm I'm speaking, I always give a disclaimer, but I always um, talk about men because that's who I'm interested in. But obviously anybody listening can apply this to whatever, whichever gender they're into. So yeah, what do you say? What do you say when someone comes to you with something like that? Like, there's just like no one out there, you know? I, <laughs> I want to say that what you're going through is so valid. I remember being at that point in my journey of like, there are just no men out there that I can date. And, and it's not from a lack of putting in effort and time. Like I was meeting people and I can, I hear this a lot with my clients too. They're like, I'm putting myself out there. I'm meeting people and it's still not working out. So I want to say that your experiences are so real and so valid. And also, this is a question of not necessarily are you putting in the effort, but who are you actually attracted to? Mm. Right? It's like... Good point. 
Right, because you're right. I think we have to disclaim here that, and I've said this before, is when people say that, I'm like, okay, well, I the first thing, not that I'm fucking having these conversations all the time, but I'm like, are, what are you doing, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, because I think it's, you know, I do have some friends or I've had some friends where in the past they're just, like, complaining and complaining. And in my head, I'm like, but you're not doing anything about it. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just, like, complain and expect Prince Charming to show up at your, at your doorstep. Like, I wish that's how it worked, but, like, it's not. So I think step one is actually, like, I mean, I don't know. Tell me what you think. But I think step one would be, like, are you putting yourself in situations to meet people? Because it's easy to complain when you're not even like trying to do something about it. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what actions are you taking to get to that? Right. To, to, to build that desired relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, are mm-hmm. you putting yourself out there? Are you meeting people? And then, yes, it is about getting clear on who you're actually physically and romantically attracted to. So for me and many of my clients, even though we dated different people, they were the same emotional type. So it was like, mm. Dating a different per- or dating the same person in a different body. So like still running into the same emotional challenges, like they still were workaholics or they still didn't introduce me to their friends or they didn't want commitment or they were hot and cold, like they were very affectionate and then they would withdraw. Right. So even I was even though I was dating a different person, I was still running into the same challenges. Mm-hmm. And so if that's happening to you, it's asking the question, like, who am I attracted to and why? Then also asking the question, well, what do I believe about myself, right? Because if we believe that we're not worthy of commitment or we only believe that we're worthy to date someone that lacks commitment or we're going to only receive breadcrumbs, it's like, well, what is that belief that I have of myself? Do I actually believe that I'm worthy of someone who is committed, someone who is able to put in the work, someone who is emotionally available, right? So it's, it's a lot of that psychology of like, what do I believe about myself? And then also what actions am I taking to get to that desired place? What if, let's use me as an example, because why not? Um, I'm not dating anyone per se, but I, I told you this when we chatted, like there's a few different, I have a roster right now, okay? Um, because I just like want to have fun and I'm having a good time like just meeting people. And also because this is the first time that I'm, actually open to dating I haven't been open to dating in a very long time like in my head I'd be like yeah yeah I'm open to it but like I wouldn't I really wouldn't I know I was closed off and I was I just didn't care honestly I didn't care and right now I'm kind of at this point I feel like I've had a like a I really my mindset and my priorities and just myself like I've gone through so much growth in like the last year and so many things have changed more so like internally in a good way thank god but I whatever besides the point so fast forward to now finally open to like dating not really look I mean okay not like looking for something but just open I think that's how I would describe it like I'm not like I need a boyfriend right now like no I'm not pushing anything I'm not seeking anything out I'm just like kind of passively enjoying my life and if something happens and I meet someone cool cool but it just so happens that there are like a few guys right now in my life that I'm talking to. And when you were saying like, who are you attracting? Like I was trying to think if there was something in common between all of them and they're all fucking different. So what does that mean? Like they're all, I mean, I'm sure we could like really find similarities, but like really they're very different personalities, all of them. Mm, I mean, are you open to sharing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Differences? Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I don't care. Okay, so, (laughs) God. So, okay, one of them is like workaholic, 
hundred percent, like hundred percent. That man works all fucking day. I don't even know if he sleeps. Okay. Um, another one is super like, yeah, he, he works, but I wouldn't say it's like, you know, he eats, sleeps and breathes work. Like he has a, he has a balanced life very normal dude, like average guy. He works nine to five, has a great social life. Um, cool guy, you know, just like, like just a really cool guy, easygoing, very nice. One of those guys that like gets along with everyone. Then we have <laughs> just like going through the list. Like, thanks for sharing. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, and I'm I, relating I to this so much. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay, that cool. Person, Love it. That person. <laughs> it's also hard though, because keep in mind, I'm, these are all very new characters in my life like I don't know them know them know them so like I'm telling you what I can tell from like a few different encounters and conversations not like I I truly know them to a T you know so maybe this is generalizing but I also feel like I'm a good judge of judge of character and you can get a really good vibe of someone from like a few conversations you know like you can get an idea of who they are um okay then we have uh next up <laughs> We have. I was about to say his name. Um, next guy, he's one of the newer ones. So I can tell from him, super funny, works a lot, but also really values family time and his social life. Okay. Very um ambitious as well. And then the other dude, um, so he's like, I would marry him, like I would have his babies if I could, like obsessed with him, from what I know. Like I don't know that much, but like, oh, so fucking hot literally like dream guy from from what I know okay like I could be wrong very family oriented very again social life ambitious okay wow I think we do have a little bit of a pattern ambitious um he I would say he's um I think him and I are the most similar in the sense of like our upbringing and background just in the sense of coming from a Hispanic family and then but growing up in the States, going to college in the States, but still very tied to our roots in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's that's the lowdown of the of my roster right now. So what do you think? Well first I can so relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I certainly dated like the ambitious workaholic types. It seems like that might be a th- a trend or a through line. However, there's different yeah. flavors of it, right? Like you mentioned, like hundred percent. One of them is like yeah. there's like one end of the spectrum, and then there's like a whole spectrum. But I think it makes sense because I'm very much like that mm. too. You know, like right now in this season of my life, that's exact. Like that's more of a priority yeah. to me than dating. Exactly. Someone. Okay. So, what inspired you to, or what drew? Yeah, what drew you to them? What inspires you about these guys? the way you know the thing is is the way that it happened was so like like I could I could pinpoint moments in my life when I have been looking to meet guys and looking to like you know but with with these last guys like it happened very just kind of just like fell into my life in a way um and what drew me to them like you want me to go one by one telling you what drew me to them (laughs) okay um one of them his looks Mm -hmm. and height and then I ended up the one I told you I'd marry. And then I was like, oh, like he's actually so funny and so smart. And to me, wit is everything. Like I just, I love a man that has a sense of humor, but also is just witty and can banter. I need that so, so, so much. The workaholic, the like extreme workaholic, what drew me to him was that I can't fucking read him at all. I can't. And I can crack anyone open. Okay. That's like, I pride myself on that and I can't crack him open. 
So that's like why I'm like, oh, I'm like frustrated, you know? And also I think it's very attractive how much he works. Like I think it's very, like he's very successful and very ambitious. And to me that's attractive. And then the one who's like, um, his like style, his style and his personality, 100%. And then the other one, the newest one, the banter, 100%. Mm. So again, another trend, I think. Yeah, lots of like that witty banter, playfulness, uh, and then also being ambitious. So we're noticing a trend here. And also that this is connected to your values. Like you are someone who is passionate, ambitious, and driven. So it it makes sense why you're drawn to these people. And I'm wondering if this applies, is there a part of you that feels timid to share? Like, is there a certain part of yourself that you feel timid to share with all three or either of these people? A hundred percent. None of them know what I do for a living. Mm. So I only told one of them, only one of them knows and I told him because I was hammered because he kept asking me like, so what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I'm like, we don't have to talk about me. Like, don't worry. <laughs> but I was so drunk that I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to tell you. But like, here's, here's my thing. Okay. And I'm glad you asked me this. I'm so proud of what I'm doing and I love what I'm doing so much, but I share a lot. Like I really, really share a lot on these episodes. I share a lot on my Instagram stories. Like I'm very, I, I, I would consider myself very open and like, I don't need the guys that I'm talking to, to see what the fuck I'm doing all day. I don't need them to hear these episodes. Like, I just don't need that. You know, it's like, it's, it's my, it's my job, but it's also like my life. And I try to, I try to flip it on its head. It's like, do you want me to sit in your, and you know, your office and see what you do all day? Like, no, you know? And so that's kind of like, I, I just like, I don't want them seeing this and so I just don't tell them so yeah that's I definitely hide that part I hear that I hear that is is that bad what do you think about that it's it's not it's neither good or bad I'm just really curious about it right it's I hear you when you say that you want to keep that separate yeah or is that is that am I hearing that correctly is it like something you do want to keep separate I, I so I was talking to a guy in January and it lasted a few months. I really liked him. Um, and I told him. And, but I was like, you know what I'm doing, but please like, don't like, I don't want you watching this. I don't want you like on my, on my podcast. I don't want you anything. And one day he was like, oh my God, you're, you're, cause I had, I used to have a personal Instagram and then I had my normal Instagram. I kind of just, I'm trying not to use the personal one anymore because it's stupid to have two Instagrams, whatever. And so one day we were talking, he's like, oh my God, your like work Instagram popped up on my explore page and I'm like oh my god I'm like I'm blocking you like straight up like I have so many guys blocked that I just like I'm like I don't want you to see this shit you know Mm. yeah I can I can so relate to that especially when I started dating I didn't put dating coach (laughs) like on my be like oh god am I an experiment (laughs) like (laughs) exactly so I mean I can relate to that and 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 then also I want to I want to also highlight that your ambition is also more than your work. It, can, it is right. certainly an aspect of that, but also this is a, like, it seems like an essential part of who you are. You, yeah. you are someone who is very ambitious, um, assertive, goes after what she wants. And so do you feel like, if, is there any part of you that feels like some, like, Something is missing for you if you hide this part of yourself from these guys. Some say that. So, do I feel like something is missing for 
oh, like, I don't feel like our relationship is complete until I share this. Mm -hmm. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. Like, so my thing is, like, I would love to share more about this, and I want to. Like, I really want to, but I just, I want to, to me, it's, like, very vulnerable. Like, letting someone totally in it. And listen, I know that if they really wanted to figure out what I did, they could fucking Google me and see everything already. But I think it's different when it comes from me, when I'm actually being the one, like, saying, hey, this is what I'm doing today. This is, you know, this is what I do. This is my latest part. Like, that's, 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 I've never done that. Like, that's a really big step. That would be a really big step for me with a guy to be like, hey, like, listen to this really cool episode I did with Gabby or like, look at this really cool partnership I just got. Like, I've never done that with a guy other than like my guy friends, you know, that I don't, I don't care. Um, so 100%. And I think I keep telling myself like, oh, like, I'll do that once I feel really comfortable with someone. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so that makes sense. And also, I just want to, like, reflect back what I what I heard, which is you do want to share this part. And yes. also you're noticing a, a valid hesitation because it is vulnerable. Because it right. is vulnerable to share a part of yourself that is raw, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, this is part of who you are. It's, like, a culmination of your work. But also, because you're ambitious, this is just, this is an outlet for that. Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay, enough about me. I want to help. I want to give more advice to everybody else, even though, like, selfishly, I would love... This is, like, a therapy session. I love it. Um, so, okay, let's pretend I'm single. I want to meet more people. I'm feeling defeated. I, you know, I don't want to have to lower my standards. We talked a lot about this, of, like, keeping your standards high and not settling. So what do you say to somebody who is in that position, who, like, they want to meet someone, they want to date someone, but they're feeling defeated right now yeah well to build off what we were talking about because you did bring up a good point around assessing whether or not you feel comfortable or even like emotionally safe in a connection so like is this someone that you're trusting is this someone that you feel good around is this also someone that you feel good when they're not around right it's like are they remembering things are are they based are they essentially like meeting your emotional needs to the point where then it's still scary to be vulnerable, but you feel more called to share like vulnerabilities, right? right? Because when we start to express who we are, that's how we will know whether or not this person resonates or even is compatible with you. Mm-hmm. So like if you feel defeated while you're dating, know that that's very common. And also what are the ways where you can start showing up as your authentic self? Like really get curious about the things that you feel raw or vulnerable to share And then also ask yourself, well, what might I gain from sharing this with the person that I'm dating? Also, and then also be discerning because this is like a multiple step process, right? Because if someone like say like, this is an example of this, like I liked, I like pop music. I think for the like, this is just like a small example too. And this of course, like can vary to like, you know, I do want marriage, you know, like whatever it's specific to, these are all like going to be specific examples for you. Um, So say like music. Um, I felt ashamed of liking like pop music for a lot of the time. And I also then dated like hipsters who were like very into like obscure music. (laughs) So I think it's like asking yourself, well, what am I hiding in this, you know, connection and, and why? So it's like, oh, I'm hiding music. I feel ashamed about that. Like, why am I trying to make this work out? Even if it's just me hiding the fact that I like pop music what else am I hiding? Am I hiding the fact that I am ambitious or I am goal oriented or that I have opinions 
Um, or am I hiding the fact that I do want a committed relationship if they want something casual? Or if they want a committed relationship and I want something casual, am I, you know, am I hiding that? So just getting really curious about, you know, what are the things that feel raw and then express it. Treating that self-expression as a way for you to, one, trust yourself, and then also to filter out people that aren't going to be a good fit for you. Because you want to find out sooner rather than later. And then you invest, right? Because I've done that. I've hidden the fact that I wanted a committed relationship. And then I would play it cool or be in a casual relationship. And then like eight months later, I'd be like, so we're on the same page, right? Like we've gone out on dates. You've taken me out. We've been physical together. That means that you want commitment, right? And they're like, no. (laughs) And so I would be attached at that point. But had I brought it up in the beginning, I would have known from the beginning. So like a moment of discomfort is better than months or years of emotional anguish. A hundred percent. What would you say, what are your thoughts on like all these games that we play and that we get carried away by and you know I had I just did a different episode about dating and I said like listen sometimes I don't want to play these fucking games but if I feel like if I don't play them I'm gonna get played you know because because somebody else is playing them so it's like what do you do there you know yeah you're so not alone like a lot of people do play games um and then I also want to acknowledge the part of you that's saying I don't want to play games, right? So like, if there's a part of you that is done with playing games, listen to that part. And then see this as a way that you can filter out people. Because if you continue playing games, it's going to likely be that dynamic for the remainder of your relationship. So if you want to... I feel like I'm playing, I'm playing games with all these men right now. All of them. And again... Except the, except the newest one, because... For some reason, I just don't really care. You know, mm. that sounds really not that I don't care about him. I'm just like I kind of I kind of have like zero expectations, or I just don't care. I don't know. I I I felt very comfortable with him from the get go. Hmm. For some reason, so I'm just like, eh, whatever. You know. But with all the other ones, I'm playing games, and like I know that I'm doing it, and I don't want to do it, but I'm doing it. Yeah, it's it's hard to stop playing the game. So I just want to. Mm-hmm mention that and also when you have the awareness that you're playing the game and the desire to that's when you can begin to to change that like you yeah that's true that's true and ultimately I think you're right like all these things might be scary to do or to stop doing but ultimately I think that you know I think it's actually quite simple and I think that if a guy likes you like there are very few things that you can do wrong Mm -hmm. whether that's texting him back right away you know, and not waiting six hours because he waited two minutes, so I'm going to wait six hours. Like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I think if someone really likes you, like, there's literally nothing wrong you could do, especially if a guy's into you. Like, he won't give one fuck, really. Um, that's just what I think. Like, I think... I, I agree. Yeah, like, embracing someone's enthusiasm because if you express that, if you show that you're interested and then the other person reciprocates, like, that's, like, the fastest way to, like, progress a relationship, right? Like, if, if you're, like, pretending that you're not interested or that you don't want to be together, then you're mm-hmm. not, like, it's just going to be, like, this dance, uh, this complicated dance where you get hurt. Yeah. What, what do you say to somebody who feels like they're just not good enough or they feel like they are not good enough yet to either put themselves out there or really dive into something that might be committed or whatever it may be like they just feel like you know 
maybe physically they don't feel good enough maybe emotionally maybe both yeah so this is a juicy question and definitely there's a lot of layers to this because I mean, depending on where you're at. So certainly I've had singles where they're like, I am not ready to be in a relationship. And they're using that more as a way to delay or procrastinate kind of on making a decision. And to those people, I say, if that resonates with you, to those people, I say, like, if you, I forget who quotes this. So um, if you wait for all of the lights to, to turn green, you're never going to leave the driveway. So like, there is no right time. There is no like amount of preparation that you can do. Like you, ha- you can trust yourself to, to go on that journey and learn along the way. And I've had clients that are like early 20s. I've had clients that are 30s, 40s, clients that are in their 60s and 70s. So like th- it's never too late. If it's something that you want, like ask yourself, like how am I going to make this work along the way? Or do I feel, not necessarily do I feel confident, but can I be brave to try? Mm, um, love that. And then also there's, you know, there's singles out there where they have actual like traumas and hurts and they do need space to process that before putting themselves out there. So if that's the mm-hmm. case, yeah, like reach out to, you know, get, like have a support system. So like friends, reach out to a therapist, um, process that. Um, and, and then also you can simultaneously do that work you know, like you never have to wait, like you can always like seek support and resources. And then if it's something that's important to you, you can also continue dating. Like you don't have to be fully healed in order to, to date. That's also like what my, a lot of my clients say, like, I didn't realize that I could start dating right now. So I, I had this conversation with my friend Meg and we talked about what I said, how much I, and this is me just being dramatic, you know, and reading too much into something maybe but I didn't like the quote you have to love yourself first before somebody else can love you and I'll tell you why I didn't like it I think for a lot of people loving themselves fully is challenging and I think it's putting a lot of pressure on yourself I think like I think acceptance might be a better word or even just like like might be a better word but love to love every inch of you and listen I know I'm reading too much into it I understand the concept of what they're saying like yes of course you have to like yourself for someone else to like you you know like it's like I understand that but so for a long time I fell into that and I was like well no I don't love myself so like I can't I can't date I can't be in a relationship Cause I don't, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. You know? And I thought there was this like, end. I thought there was this like destination that one day I was going to reach and wake up and be like, okay, I love myself. Now I can go do all these things. It doesn't work like that. It really doesn't. I learned the hard way. I literally put my life on pause for so many years for many reasons, not just because of this, but for many reasons, because I was like, I'm a mess and I can't like bring someone, I don't want to invite someone into my life right now when like, there's so many things that I need to fix, you know? But I just want to kind of talk about this concept of you are, we're works in progress all the, all the time, which means you're never going to be like fully perfect or fully healed or fully just in the best state ever, which also means you can start dating right now, you know? So I love that you said that because I think it's like a misconception too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we learn how to love in relationship. We learn how to be in relationship in relationship. 
And, and I can relate to that too. I also remember being single and being like, okay, in order for me to be secure and learn how to love, I have to love myself, which means I need to learn all of the self, um, like the self-regulation, the coping, co-regulate, like, you know, being able to cope and deal with all of my emotions on my own. And I also have had that pattern, even though I have tools to work through that. Even I actually went on, I went on vacation um, to New York this past weekend, and I was really anxious about traveling. Like it was, it was a very like trivial thing, but I was, I was like really anxious about traveling. And I kept it inside. There was like this internal tornado just spinning around. And my sister was like, I I noticed a shift in energy. Like you were holding on to something and you didn't express it. And then of course, like a couple hours later, I was like, hey, I was really stressed about this. And I just wanted to tell you. And she was like, yeah, I could tell you were holding on to something. But I had a feeling like if you wanted to talk about it, you would. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I was like, that's something that I've inherited from like my mom or my, or my, my family of just like, I need to hold it all in because I don't want to burden other people with my feelings. Right. But right. then when I actually expressed myself and she was very understanding, she was like, oh, I understand why you feel that way. Let's figure it out together. That's when I felt relief, right? Of like, mm-hmm. oh, we are supposed to do this work together. So whether it's... Right being in relationship with friends, your family, dates, or even a partner. Like, you don't have to do this work alone. I love that. That's such a beautiful reminder. You touched on um, anxious attachment style earlier, and I want to talk a little bit about that because I don't think a lot of people are aware of their own attachment style, and I would love if you could just, like, describe the four and maybe give us a little bit of direction as to how we can identify which one we are so that then we can work through it if need be. Mm. So yeah, anxious attachment is like you feel or you feel anxious when someone else is missing. You also likely are deriving your happiness and your worth dependent on another person. Um, You also might be like checking your phone all the time or like waiting for a text. And these are, I also, I'm saying this all lovingly because I have definitely been there. And then you have the avoidant. So like, like doesn't want any connection or maybe does shower you with affection, but then withdraws or Mm. wants to have the benefits of a relationship, but doesn't want commitment or says they're all in that they love you, but then they change their mind suddenly. And then there's like a mix of both. So like the anxious and avoidant. So like that's a combination of both of those. And then you have secure, which is I'm able to need other people and I'm also able to like rely on myself. So it's it's more like um, interdependence where like mm-hmm. I see the value of needing other people and also I need myself. Um, so it's not if we're going to also bring in like codependence and independence and interdependence. So like codependence is I need someone else to define me. I need someone else to make me happy independence is I don't need anyone and then interdependence is I need other people and I also can rely on myself so interesting I feel like do you find people can kind of like stray between a few of them so Mm -hmm. I feel very independent I love being by myself I literally prefer sometimes being by myself I love people don't get me wrong you can tell I can't shut up But for the most part, I'm very happy on my own. 
However, I feel I've lost a lot of people in my life. So I find that with men, once I really develop feelings, I become very attached. And they wouldn't know that necessarily because I don't show it, but I struggle with I struggle with it. Does that make sense? So like I'll just be very like cautious of any change in behavior like if I find you know maybe they didn't do this like they did the other day or they didn't call me like they whatever I'll notice any little shift in pattern I'll overthink about it I will always think of like the worst case scenario etc etc I also think that's just because I haven't been with the right person because I don't think I think the right person wouldn't make me feel these things but um, I agree right I agree right. yeah <laughs> yeah but so the guy that I was talking to at the beginning of the year, at the beginning, I was very chill about it. I felt very comfortable, very whatever. And then, you know, it was very short lived, but the last like two months, I would say I was fucking a mess. I was so anxious all the time. He was hot and cold. He would, you know, was so different than he was at the beginning. And then when I tried to like, be like, Oh, like what's wrong, you know, because there's an obvious shift in how things have been. It was almost like, well, I'm busy all day. Like, I can't talk to you. And I'm like, I'm fucking busy too. I'm just saying, like, I notice a difference, you know? So then, whatever, I could go on and on. But I think that's something that I am very aware of. And I kind of, it, it was even, it was made more aware to me after this because I was like, oh, wow, like, when I really like someone, like, I really, really care and I get really attached very kind of quickly sometimes. Um, and so I think I just know that about myself now. And I think that's also why I'm right now kind of just like trying to take things very fucking slow because I don't want that to happen. And I don't, it's not that I want to stop myself from getting attached, but I want to, I guess, just be a little more careful. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think what we don't talk about with attachment styles is like, the beautiful things about it. So like if you identify as anxious attachment, then it's likely that you love so hard and then you care a lot. You yeah. care a lot. You really care about this person. It's also really beautiful that you have the ability to love someone and attach to someone. And also in your past, you likely loved someone and lost them. So that's where right. like the fear of that abandonment comes. Right. right. I, I forgot to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it's like, wow, what a beautiful gift that you have of you being able to really pour yourself into someone. And then also same with like the avoidant attachment style. Like you likely love so hard and you lost someone so that you, you lost someone. And that was a devastating loss to the point where you're now like, I don't want to get close to anyone because I'm afraid of losing them. For the anxious attachment, it's like, I want to get so close to you that I don't lose you. Right. So these are all ways that we cope. And also it's, we really acknowledge it. Like it is, it, it can be hurtful. Right. And there's also a beautiful thing about being able to how love. Can we, right. How can we like work on that? Like how can we, cause I think whether people identify as avoidant, anxious, what, what, whichever one, I think it's a very common concept to obviously not want to get hurt. Who wants to get hurt? Nobody. But I think a lot of us hold ourselves back from either expressing what we want, expressing what we need, communicating what we're looking for, our intentions. We, we 
we I have a lot of conversations with a lot of girlfriends about this and it's because we don't want to come off as as needy we don't want to come off as um moving too quickly we don't want to whatever the list goes on and on and I hate that that's even a thing um and I think it stops us from really going after what we want so how can we you know what are some things that we can do to kind of brave past it or is it just literally that being brave and like doing it there's multiple layers to it so yes it is about being brave and showing who you are and knowing that as you practice that just like any other skill it's going to get easier so it's going to feel really gut-wrenching like you're gonna feel nervous you're gonna feel scared to express the things that you need you're going to have that internal chatter of if I express what I want and need this person might leave Right. And so then it's also realizing the gifts that you have of like, instead of seeing your anxiety as a nuisance or a threat or an inconvenience, it's like, oh, my anxiety makes sense. It's likely when we experience that anxiety, like you mentioned, being able to know when things energetically shift, you're likely right. You may not know exactly Mm. what changed, but energetically you're like, something's off. Right. right? So like your anxiety is actually a signal that you've been here before. And it's about getting curious, about like, well, what need isn't getting met? Where do I not, where am I not feeling connected or safe? And then having maybe that conversation, if you feel like you're able to, um, with that person. So like really treating your feelings as signals of like, I love that. This is something that's coming up for a reason. And what is my anxiety trying to tell me? Um, because that's also how we validate our feelings and experiences. And that's also how we build that confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so then from there, right, once we are being brave, expressing who we are, practicing that skill, also learning how to validate ourselves, grow our self-worth and our confidence, then this also has to do with being discerning, right? So like, you're not going to be for everyone and not everyone's going to be for you. And that's okay. So really treating this as, okay, I'm going to be myself and then see who resonates. And I'm not going to change who I am. I'm not going to minimize who I am. I'm not going to censor who I am or hide who I am in order to appease them or make them choose me. So then that's like the fourth part and then, or the third part. And the fourth part is learning how to see rejection as redirection. And it's, it's easier said than done. Right. But like going through this process, it's like, that will eventually like land with you (laughs) and it's not about forcing yourself to believe that or like tricking yourself to do like more positive reframing when you're not there like you really want to be able to feel that like rejection is redirection and not just pretending that it is but really seeing this as an opportunity so like every time you put yourself out there and it's not the right fit it you can see that as a gift of like okay then what else does this free me up to do right what else will I gain right who else will I meet Mm -hmm. totally I love that and also it's like you know if you are looking for someone for your life you know you're looking for a relationship every time you figure out that it doesn't work with someone that gives you more space for it to work out with someone else so I think where it's hard is you know rejection is hard and especially I think what happens often is we will blame ourselves and we'll take it personally, right? And so it's like, oh, it's hard. It really is hard. And and I had a conversation today, uh, an episode that went up today, and um, it was with a guy, and he said, he said, you know, I think we all forget that like dating is inherently difficult because yeah, it's fun and everything, but it's hard because you're putting yourself out there, and you know, 
you can get hurt and you can be rejected and that hurts even 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 though you will get through it and eventually something more beautiful will come along yes it still hurts because I mean, who wants to feel rejected, right? Nobody. And especially if you feel a little bit fragile, if you're working on your self-esteem, if you're working on, you know, accepting yourself more, loving yourself more, like that's fucking hard. Like that terrifies me because I, I've always struggled with that. Like I, I always say this and it, it, I know it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in my head. Like I love, I'm very secure of who I am as a person. Like I love who I am inside (laughs) but I struggle with my appearance like that's just where my insecurities are you know and so for me when I get rejected or when something doesn't work out I always blame my appearance and I know that's not always true I know that but that's where my mind goes and I think that's just how I've been programmed for so long so it's like my natural tendency is to refer back to that and be like oh he didn't like me I'm not skinny enough I'm not this enough I'm not that whatever the list goes on I know it's so stupid I I don't like it I'm working on it but at least I'm like aware of my problems you know um wait I want to say something because you're so not alone in that like and and I would I would even say like it's not stupid or silly like because this makes sense like a lot of a lot of people can relate to this it's like, oh, I'm not skinny enough, or I'm not young enough, or I'm not uh, intelligent enough, I'm not, you know, what, whatever that's, like, X enough, right? Like, whatever that X is, like, that's a really human response. So I want to say if, like, that's, like, well, Lisa, and then also anyone that can re- resonate with that, I certainly can. Like, if that feels true for you, know that, like, you're not alone. And also when you're aware of it, you can shift it right like you can learn how to shift it and give giving ourselves grace because like those stories also were there for a reason like those narratives and beliefs that we have that was there to serve you at one point like whether Mm -hmm. and I mean this is like some deeper psychology but it's like getting really curious about like well why was why is that there like why 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 do I believe this mm -hmm. yeah yeah why is this not enoughness present maybe it's like you maybe had to I'm just, these are just random examples. Like maybe I couldn't fully embrace who I am because maybe I grew up in a conditional household. Like love was given um, conditionally or um, my achievements, my academic achievements or career achievements were prioritized. And that was only when I received love, right? It's like, there's so many reasons why we don't feel enough. And it's getting really curious, but like, well, what happened in the past to create this belief? And I likely have this belief because I need to get some type of connection, whether even if it was conditional. And then that also was serving you in a way. And also we're realizing it's not serving me anymore. So like, how can I shift that? Totally. So much of this is like inner work. You know what I'm saying? Like so much of this is literally like being curious with yourself and and kind of asking yourself these questions and and kind of reprogramming any of these thoughts that we maybe once had, right? Mm-hmm. And and seeing it in like a compassionate way of like, oh, this served yeah. a purpose, and also I want to shift this because right. the thing that I want is going to be on the other side of or or when I move through this, right? And that's exactly. not to say that you're not going to have these thoughts. Like, I certainly still have these thoughts, but you change your relationship to them. You just start to notice them like, oh, like I'm feeling not enough. What is that about? Versus right. I'm not feeling enough and then going into the spiral of like, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah, which I can totally. certainly relate to too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very real. It's very real. Mm-hmm. And 
and I mean, I think, again, like I said, I think we're always working on these things. You know, I don't think they ever just like go away. I think we just learn how to navigate them a little bit better. Um, I have like, I could ask you like literally five million questions, but maybe we'll do a part two if you're down. Cause like literally I would love to keep talking, but my last question today is let's say, you know, we want to meet more people, but maybe we're just dating and putting yourself out there can be overwhelming it can be intimidating what would you say to somebody who wants to meet more people wants to create more connections um what are some little shifts that they can do either in their daily life or mindset or whatever to meet more people good question so i'm i'm not gonna say dating apps because i know a lot of people they're like i'm on the dating apps and i'm not i mean i actually i mean Okay, I love. I, I love dating. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on a pause right now, but I've met uh-huh. one of the guys on the list on our roster came from a mm-hmm. dating app. See, okay, I love dating apps, and I met my partner on Hinge. Um, so, I, so that all to say is find something that brings you joy. So, if like mm. online dating apps, you're just like, I am so burnt out, I am so exhausted, then likely take a step from or st- take a step back from dating apps. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. feel called to continue on the dating apps, maybe talk to one person at a time. Like, I've certainly done that, and I know that fear of like what happens if I put all of my eggs in one basket and it doesn't work out. But at the end of I the have day, that fear. <laughs> and that's Clearly. a valid fear. <laughs> But it's like, how, how does only talking to one person maybe impact your well-being? Like, does it allow you to feel more calm? Does it allow you to, and that might not be true for you. But so this is all like a, a personal journey, but like getting right. really curious about like what feels good to you. So mm-hmm. if it's talking to one person on the app, three people on the app, then continue going on the app. Um, if you feel burnt out, take a step back. Like it's more beneficial that you rest than you force it and try right. to like, meet someone when you're feeling like chaotic and stressed right if you want to meet someone in person I mean this is also like dependent on like where you are and like COVID restrictions I mean I would say do the things that bring you joy so say that you want to do you want to pick up painting or like rock climbing or you really enjoy talking about beauty and fashion or like a certain social cause either attend those events in person or virtually And not necessarily with the intention of like, I got to meet someone, but instead just be open to like, oh, I'm open to meeting new people. I would do this anyway. Yeah. mm -hmm, Of like, I'm going to say hi to this person if I'm like curious about them. Like just being open to meeting new people, right? Because you might meet someone, you might gain a new friend, you might actually meet someone you're interested in, or you might meet this person and they introduce you to their friend also knowing that you are attending an event where there's like-minded people so like this is like another great way to filter out other people that may not have the same values so if you're going to values-based events you're likely going to hit it off with someone who also likes similar things another thing would be also to ask friends to set you up so that's what there's like two ways to do this like ask a friend to set you up so if you feel like excited about going on a blind date ask a friend also, it's okay to follow up. So if you've, if you've asked a friend to set you up and they forgot, like, it's okay to be like, hey, I'm interested, I'm single, set me up with someone. Be assertive. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Option two is, for the, for the curious folks out there, because I know some people, when I share this with them, they're like, oh, is that a little stalkery? I'm like, no, like, you're just going after what you want, is go on a friend's Instagram or Facebook and then just look through their friends list. 
And if someone interests you, literally go shopping. Go shopping, yeah. <laughs> and look at their look at their profile, and then go back to your friend and be like, "Hey, I saw so and so. Are they single? Do you think you would connect me with them?" Um, so then, also, you're being assertive. You're also mm-hmm. vetting this person, and then you're also going to your friend and doing the work, you know, for them. So they mm-hmm. could just be like, "Oh yeah, of course, no brainer. I can set you up." Um, so that's like a nice way to like get set up or go on a blind date. Because also remember, when we think about our friends, our friends likely have a lot of things in common. So you're tapping into a network that you've already curated. So yeah, go out and and do the thing that like excites you. (laughs) I love it. And I think we have to be less, like, I think we have to be more unapologetic about this kind of stuff, you know, like, I don't know. I think like a year ago, even I'd be like, oh my God, I would never do that. Like I would never do that, you know? And now I'm like, fuck it, whatever. I think you're cute. I'll just slide in your DMs, whatever. Like, I think we need to, we need to be more unapologetic. If you want to meet someone, go for it. Like what's the worst that could happen? They say, oh, he's in a relationship. You say, cool, move on. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you reach out to someone and they're maybe not, whatever. Like I think, I think that's why it's so interesting. Like men shoot their shot 5 million times a day and that's why they do it so often. They don't care because they're like, for them, it's like whatever. Like for some reason, it's just more societally accepted that men are always the ones like reaching out and starting the conversation and hitting on you first and approaching you first. They do it so much. They're so used to it. I think they're just like not Mm. phased by rejection anymore. Don't you think? And I think for practice, right. They're, they're exposing themselves all the time. They're like in the arena all the time. Whereas us, women more I mean I'm just I'm generalizing heavily mm-hmm. but women um we don't do that as much or we think like it's they're, they're the ones that need to come to us and while yes I do agree with that a lot of the time a lot of the times like if there's someone that you're interested in or someone looks cute to you like who cares mm-hmm. shoot your shot right yeah don't hold back right because and then back. also you'll see who's going to reciprocate that because you're right like right. you want to be with someone who is also assertive, also very generous with their affection and their time. So you shoot your shot and see if it resonates. If they're like, oh, I'm turned off by that, then it's like, oh, great. I'll take my bravery somewhere else, right? Because you want to be with someone who's going to appreciate your bravery. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. That's so good. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Gabby, thank you so much for all this juice. I think we could do a part two and, like, get quite, like after this episode, see what resonated with people, see what they want us to, like, elaborate more of, get more. I would love if people, like, literally ask us, like, specific dating questions. Like, maybe we'll do an update on my men because maybe, you know, this changes weekly. So <laughs> by the time we talk again, I might have a whole new roster. Maybe some of them will be off the bench. Maybe I'll be in a relationship. Who knows? We never know. So thank you so much. Also, where can people find you if they want your help, if they want to meet someone, if they want to chat with you, if they want more, where can people find you? Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. This was so fun and I would love to come back. It's just such a joy talking to you. Oh, thank you. I would love to have you back. So we'll definitely do it. Um, I hang out on Instagram. So Gabrielle Valdez. Um, And then also I love to share weekly content on my newsletter and that's like more long form. Like you'll get tools, you get free resources. Um, So you can sign up for my weekly newsletter on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Everything will be linked. And I can't wait. I feel like people are going to love this one. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lisa. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.